six nines at base 13 is 42. The intelligence is there. It's there. It's figuring this world out. It's trying to manipulate it so he can get the most out of it. In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. So here we are at a momentous stage in our recording of all these video blogs and podcasts. It's episode 42, which is quite significant for you, Garvin, because you've mentioned it quite a few times during these conversations. Why? I don't think I've mentioned it 42 times just yet, <laughs> but I'm sure I will. Maybe in this episode, the number 42, 42 will appear 42 times <laughs> if we're lucky. 40, 42 times. Uh, and it has appeared in history many a time, but we're, the, the most important time in history that it appeared for me and I first became aware of the number 42, and it wasn't when I was 42 years of age. It was one of my favorite books. And I've mentioned it to be before. And it's Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And the number 42 plays a very important role in that book because it's the answer to the meaning of life, the universe, and everything, as calculated by Deep Thought, the supercomputer. It took... A couple of million years. I think it was about seven and a half million years to arrive at the answer. About the same amount of time as it takes me to arrive at any question George asks me. So, and so we're still waiting for all the answers to all questions previously asked, but we will get there. It will happen. It's on the way. It's a long answer, or it takes a long calculation. But the minute, back to the meaning of life. It's the meaning of life. It's life, the universe, and everything. Forty-two represents that as the answer to that question. No, or no, we don't even know what the question was. That was the whole point. The answer is 42. And it me it's the to the ultimate to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. As calculated by deep thought. And the bit I like there is is the supercomputer that we are in our own brains is we go into deep thought. We think about things and the answers to all questions that were personally asked. That's where we go process. It may not take seven and a half million years to arrive at the answer, but the biggest supercomputer on the planet is not the planet. It's not on the planet. It's in our brains. We are the supercomputer. We have all the answers or we can find all the answers to the only questions that matter being our life in our personal universe and and everything that we do in that timeline, George. And at that point, I go F for another word, expletive. And when we say those words, <laughs> YouTube kind of goes, oh my God, I can't put that out there. Asterix, 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 asterix. And as you were defining a short time ago, which I didn't realize, an asterix is related to our show as well. Why is that? Can you remember? Oh, you're going to put back to me again. I barely read this definition beforehand. <laughs> but asterisks. Now, I, I was going to put it onto you and say, you're a little bit of a computer whiz and, and from, from C++ programming. Yep. And, but I recognize this word of computer programming. ASCII, I believe ASCII. it is, is a, is, a, is a computer language. And Wendy asked Douglas Adams why he picked the number 42. He said, I just picked it at random as being a small number. Now, many a student in theoretical physics has tried to put <laughs> meaning onto this number beyond the meaning that 
that it has within the book of life, the universe, and everything. But it turns out there are other synchronistic type meanings. The, in ASCII as a computer language or base language, the wildcard symbol for 40, wildcard is, is, is for simple, is 42. And why, what they mean by that is, is if you had have asked the computer the, 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 the question, it pretty much would have gave back the symbol, this, this, this asterisk, because what it stands for as the wildcard is anything, everything, and all things, which brings us back to the meaning of life being life, the universe, and everything. What better answer by a computer language for that question to throw back the wild card symbol? Now, the wild card symbol has a second synchronicity with us in the sense of our entire model and process that we started our journey on, and even our naming convention for ourselves being the, the two jokers uh, under the heading of 52 jokers wild in the sense of if we were all wild cards and the wild card symbol in the deck of our lives, surely we can play out any life we want in any role, anywhere, and anyone by being that wild card symbol. And it just happened the wild card symbol in the deck of cards was the Joker. And hence, we are synchronous with Douglas Adams, the meaning of life in 42, and the ASCII program language of, we are that symbol, and you are that symbol. This is your life as you know it. Go do it, go be wild. Now, I would have come across 42 in a slightly different sense because of um, my, my explorations of Christianity. And in the book of Revelations, chapter, no, it's book 13, chapter 5, there is the mention of a very beastly sort of character who comes out and takes over the world for 42 months, which is what they say is times, two times, and half a time, which is three and a half years. But we're kind of thinking, well, this is a devilish of a time that we're actually in at the moment. And maybe, as we're two years in, in about 18 months' time, we'll be successful in what we're doing. And that'll be our 42 months. We will have gone through, by the sounds of it, and by, when, this, when this episode goes out, we will know definitely, but at this particular point in time, we don't, we could be into our second lockdown for, for the two years. So, episode 42, when, is, when does that go out? That goes out in the first week of November, I believe. So, that's going to be an exciting time because we'll, we'll know at that point whether we're back into our, our lockdown process for the second time, not the 42nd time, but the second time when this episode goes out. And we're already starting to think of, well, what can we do during that sort of period of time? We've produced so far 42 episodes in our little show and umpteen other little bits and pieces that have been thrown out, uh, which are going out into LinkedIn and YouTube and Facebook. To hopefully and the Twitter it. sphere. And Twitter sphere, and yes. <laughs> All these different sort of areas that are devilish ways of trying to sort of get us to market to people and all that kind of stuff. But in the process, although there are, you know, we'll be social distancing again, we we're already starting to think about a little project that we're coming up with for a script that will map out this whole story. Like, oh, that I thought I just did that movement and there was some kind of reflection went past you. <laughs> I thought I just caused that through the light, but no, it wasn't me. <laughs> but it's not, I hope to God it's not haunted here. We might have crossed different interdimensional planes yeah. there. Now. Oh, no. An awful lot of that happens in, in, in The Hitchhiker's Guide as, as well, I believe. Or maybe that was Dirk Gently's. But it's... I hear what you're saying and we're, we're a little bit of the language of lockdown has come in. I don't think it's actually affected us in any way or form because we were, we're not 
It hasn't changed help us maybe focus. what we're doing. You're in your universe. No, well, I don't think I've paid a blind bit of notice to it because what we're doing is we're in our universes. We're doing what we're doing and we're doing it anyway. You're in your universe one, I'm in universe two. We both occupy the same universe, but you're in Northern Ireland, I'm in Southern Ireland. We're both in rooms. Parallel We've never left the house. Are. It doesn't, it, parallel universes. <laughs> it doesn't actually matter. Now, what, what was interesting, another number dropped like dropped the mind there because I keep on going, it's one or zero, it's one or zero, it's one or zero, it's nay, yay or nay, it's negative or positive. And without me realizing, one zero, one zero, one zero is 42 in binary. So we've touched on it without knowing again. Now, I really, but I really, really like um, that he went on the journey in his book again, and somewhere in the book was the universe through synchronicity talking to the, the one of the main characters. And he put his hand into a bag of Scrabble pieces, and he said, I'm the last, this, this guy, I think his name was Arthur Dent, he was the last yep. man, human, in existence in the universe. And they, they figured out that the answer to the universe on a supercomputer, you know, or the question, they didn't, they found the answer, from deep thought uh, for seven and a half million years was 42 and then they or, or they realized they needed they needed to get the well, what the hell is the question so they sought the only way to find this question now because the planet earth was destroyed was to, to to try and get it out of subconscious of arthur dent and they figured out this way of if he dips his hand into a bag of scrabble pieces and blindfolded in a cave somewhere and picks them out one at a time he might actually subconsciously pick the question and what happened was he picked out so many pieces and it spelt out what is the sum i think well, something along the lines of this what are six nines? And the answer was 42. But how does that work? Now, it turns out, I didn't know, there's another computer language out there. And then, so the trick here was six nines at base 13 is 42. Another synchronicity within the book and computer languages. And the answer, again, to the question, the ultimate Yo, being life, the universe, and everything else, and this is it, and we are Excuse in. Excuse me a moment there, Garvin. Can we correct you there? Six sevens are 42. <laughs> six nines. No, only six nines. You look it up in base 13. You ah, have to be listening. 13. Okay. It's 42. That's the whole point. But if we move the base 13 away, we're going... What is 42? And we go with six nines. You go, it's six sevens. Yeah. Because we said so. Because we defined a number as being this seven is that six. And it turns out that's just a language that humans wrote many a year ago. And maybe if you had to call a nine a seven, a seven a nine a six nines would have been 42. We don't know. But it's saying we gave it these constructs. We gave it these answers. That's the language we're interpreting. But what if we got it all wrong? You know, that's... Yeah. You know, did we get our lives wrong? And that's where we are. We're going, whose life is it anyway? Whose life am I living? Am I living the one I'm meant to live? And I don't believe so. I believe I'm living it now. But I think that's where the book swings back around. It's go do a six by nine and arrive at a 42 and figure out, figure out what your maths should be to arrive at your answer. 
Yeah, and I've just discovered that if we went to base 16 instead of 13, 6 times 9 equals 36. I hadn't heard that before either, so they've got a lot of math. Now, George, you're going off the point here now. 42 <laughs> is 42. 6 nines are 42, base 13. I don't want you to do the 42 by 1, 6 by 7, or any, or any other version thereof. You've lost the bloody plot after that when you're moving away from the theory, the theory of the life, the universe, and everything. I know. If you start doing your 6 times tables. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely, it's, it's it's just it's just it's just uh, that's a eureka moment. I'm having that kind of oh my goodness, I didn't realise that. I don't know how to work it out. I don't know how to prove it. I don't know how to. I'm completely lost. So I'm now I'm now in a completely different universe where where six times nine is definitely not what I thought it was. It's something else, and and, and I don't know. Only if it's base thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> Only in base thirteen. Now again, I, the the real thing if we take from the definition which I took away before this conversation was it reminded me of deep thought. Yeah, the supercomputer, and your own brain, your own thoughts. This supercomputer and how we use it in our lives. And most of us are doing the two by two tables. Yeah. And we have a personal super computer. And we don't even know where the on and off switch is. We don't know how to start doing that full gaming mode. I talk to my son on a regular basis and I'm going, when we're both worried, we go to the dark space. We start worrying and creating anxiety and stress. And the supercomputer is just going into overdrive. It's, it's feeding us all the horrors it can possibly come up with. And we're going, we can put anything in there. We can put literally anything in 4d in there in real time you know at uh, on speed if need be and we choose to put these things in and do the two times tables and worry and and and, and stress i'm going you could be thinking of supermodels in there max for god's sake you can put anything in there why choose this so but i mean we're totally we're not actually that's the interesting thing we have all these computer languages but and we have access to the supercomputer but we don't know how to turn it on. We don't know. We don't know how to use the code, and we don't know how to empower it to be that supercomputer machine and process driver that it is to give these super answers, even if it ends up with six nines. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest problems I've had with um, in computers all my life because I've still got an Atari STE stuck in 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 the back of the cupboard somewhere, uh, which is about an eight an eight by an 8 by 16 bit computer. Uh, it only used to have four colors on the screen as opposed to 16.7 million that you can have on now, if not more. And and yet today's computers, you go out and bought something today, you still have the basic packages that you would have 14 years ago or 15 years ago or 30 years ago or 42 years ago. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's so what, you know, there isn't any change. You're not being, you're still fighting to try and compete with the technologies. And every time something else comes out, you're being thrown back to the base two again, I suppose, just to be able to start off and try and work things out. So it is, it is kind of crazy, but, um, here we are. I no, I, I'm just realizing while you're chatting away there, and I, you lost me for a couple of minutes because you started talking computer language, and I, I mean, I'm a total novice. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm swinging back in and going, you know, we're aligning ourselves with the language of computer, being we're more, we think we're more intelligent if this computer is in front of us and we're interacting with it and we're, you know, we can empower it to do more based on how we interact with it. 
Whereas if we were born out of place and back in Egyptian times or, you know, feudal times, even if you want to go there, we are the same supercomputer then that we are now, just without this PC, with this other machine. We're talking about, that's all very well that we want to interact with a supercomputer. But we're the supercomputer. Michelangelo, Leonardo, they accessed some of the supercomputer code and start generating with it these outputs. So really, we don't necessarily need a computer. We're just saying access you, access all areas, you know, access that brain, those thought processes, and see where you can go with them. There are no rules. This is the great thing about it. Now, your environment and all the rest of it then sort of lets you realize you know, what could I be thinking about? What should I be thinking about? What could I possibly think about? And if I'm in an island, in a desert island, I don't know everything else exists, and my surroundings and my, you know, construct of yesteryear, uh, you know, shows that we had, then we don't know other things exist, therefore we find it hard to imagine the unimaginable and the unknown. But at the same time, let it go there. Go white sheet, go blank sheet, go, let, go imagination. And most of what exists today, today was in was created as as an answer using the personal supercomputers of those individuals to arrive at an imagined solution if it existed to solve a current day problem. So again, plug yourself in, get wired, and and try and use that supercomputer for what for you know, just imagination or to solve a current world problem or your own localized problem, or just to have a good time. Actually, one of the things that we started to realize was that a lot of kids, when I was teaching media production in, in the class, were eager to jump on the computer and do stuff. And then they were kind of going, I don't know what to do. And even when we gave them cameras, they said, right, we're going to go out and shoot. We'll take the tripod. We'll go out. We'll go and shoot something. And I'd say, all right, go off for a couple of hours. And they'd come back and they'd kind of go, what to shoot? Oh, we didn't shoot anything. Why didn't you shoot anything? We didn't know what to shoot. We had no plan. We had no ideas. We didn't We didn't know what to do. And then you kind of go, well, okay, here's a piece of paper and a pencil. That is actually the best thing to actually give to people to come up with ideas. They don't have to draw. They can even doodle. They can even bounce our words. But it's because they hadn't, they, they were, they're expecting something to happen instantly and they need to think that process through, which is why we're taking 42 months to actually develop our project. <laughs> so to get the 42 back in it. Oh, no, multiple projects, multiple, multiple projects. projects. Yeah, yeah. I like what you're saying because, again, you're resonating and I don't even know what half this language is, reflecting back to me Absolutely. the language Mira. of Mira. There you go. Douglas Adams' deep thought. Yeah. Because what you said was these students and these don't need to be these students or those students. We're the student. It's we're the student of life and we have a brain. Do, but do we have any thoughts? Are they deep? Are they meaningful? And do we manifest them? Because before we said that is the gateway to the chatterbox. The chatterbox is what's in there, what you're thinking, and whether it's talking back and what it's saying. But it's also the gateway, gateway to the, the universal flow under an awful lot of headings. Yeah. It's your uni there's the external universe and is your internal personal universe. And the gateway and doorway is a language of deep thought or thought. Bring start filling it 
with thoughts, with dreams, with images, with the word you just used, ideas. Mm. Now, they're only in there. They're manifest. They're not manifested, but they're starting to populate. They're starting to be whiteboard and sketched out in your mind's eye. Now you're saying, get that white piece of paper and for God's sake, capture them because they fly, they have they, they they can fly away as easy you can i had a great talk yesterday i know it was brilliant don't know for the life of me what it was i just know it was great so this we've had all those conversations through our lives where i thought of that great thing there now he's a billionaire i thought of it yeah, first yeah but you did nothing well i that's why you this know, morning so, with my morning it, pages i decided to actually write down what we were talking about yesterday because i was so inspired by it because i know it's one of those things that we can ping pong backwards and forwards it's only it's a brief rough outline of an idea a concept and and it came from the conversation that we had yesterday and and i've had a little bit of time to mull over it and then what was great was that uh, i know that i can now record that into word talking into the computer and i can then send you a document and you can start adding bits and pieces into it based on what or we just have a conversation i write it down it doesn't matter we can still We'll develop it together and it will become this interesting little thing. But that's why it's so important to record all those things, because I think we've discussed in a previous episode that we only have our short term short term memory only means that we can remember about 20 minutes of a conversation that we've just had. Once it's gone, it's gone. And that's why it's important to record those things or repeat them by writing things down, because that allows you to learn more. Now, one of the things that I was also starting to think about, because you were talking about gates and uh, gatekeepers came to mind. Now, I, I've been watching a, a TV show called uh, The Gift, which is a Turkish program. And it was talking about these sites in Turkey, which I knew nothing about. And now it's into its second season. It's actually into parallel universes. And it's reminding me of the uh, Fringe that I used to watch uh, about 10 years ago or thereabouts. And that was also about parallel universes. And we're constantly going into this kind of parallel universe idea where, again, it opens up all kinds of ideas. And what was the other thing I was looking at today? It kind of res it, it, it was the site that they were talking about. They were saying in this Turkish place is about 16,000 years old, which means mankind were doing things 16,000 years ago, an ancient uh, community of people and this other program i was watching this morning a little documentary was saying that the poles have flipped quite a few times and the and where we we see all these different ancient sites linking up it's because that they linked up to a north pole that isn't our current north pole it was somewhere in hudson bay in america apparently at that particular point in time and all these things are pointing to that and we're going through another shift i think at the moment they're starting to realize that all these all these weather changes and bad moods that people have and i have headaches occasionally and they they're weather things and they must be something to do with 42 because that keeps popping out all the time and maybe the fact that my brain is trying to get my head around the fact that in the base 13 uh, no base yeah base 13 base 16 base 13 six times nine is 42 and not what i thought it was 54 so my head's getting screwed up because I'm going into all kinds of different parallel universes. But we're getting similar sort of themes coming through in everything we're talking about. We're in a parallel universe. We're going into some different type of world, you know, and it's all about being creative. Now I'm just at a Googling. I've done some Googling there while yeah. you're chatting away and talking away to me because you triggered something. And it's back to those other programs, yeah. those space programs that I really like and you really like. And I think I mentioned it before to you, but not to the world at large, but you were, we were both looking for 
our avatars there yep. a number of days back and I, I, I started to like you know align myself with a character in Seinfeld which I quite like yes and and, and that was Cosmo Kramer because I again I'm a bit, I act a bit like him I'm a bit loopy I'm a bit tall I'm a bit freaky and nothing fits in terms of clothing and I like the flashy shirts and I, I do relate so I said we'll we start building my avatar on the base of him and then George you said well, who the hell am I? Yeah, and I'm going. Well, like, funny enough, you're not necessarily George in the same series. You're sort. You might be a little bit shorter. You might look. You're not. I don't see you as him. And then you reminded me. You have this flight jacket. Yes, this, this this like leather jacket from the back in nineteen. God knows what. And it's yeah, in terms of flying those uh, World War One airplanes. And, and it reminded World me of this program. <laughs> Red Dwarf. Yes. And Rimmer. That's now, it. it's not the Rimmer, it's Ace, Ace Rimmer. Rimmer, which is Rimmer is the, is the, the luminous character well. that the whole <laughs> universe is conspiring against him. him and he can never get a break. And he says there's no version of him in any parallel universe that ever gets a break. And it turns out it was the opposite. Every version of him in every other universe was better <laughs> yes. and he, than him and had a better life and nothing went wrong and he turned up successful. And one of, this, one of these particular universes was Ace Rimmer. This guy wearing this leather, you know, flight jacket that then this is the character we might base yourself on in terms of the look, not necessarily the, the you know, the, the, the mannerisms. We don't know yet. We'll see where that goes. But what we're talking about here is, is in these parallel universes, which are, are all accessed through your deep thought uh, brain, is what does the successful you Look, look like. like what could they look like what could they possibly be doing you're saying sitting there there's no version of me that's successful anything oh, anywhere anytime <laughs> you're choosing that yes. you're you you're if you feel like rimmer go ace rimmer yourself i don't know i don't want to use that language in the wrong connotation but there's a version of you in your thought processes that you can access right now or start that journey too but you have to visualize it you have to get a feel for what that might look like and then your job is to start manifesting it off the uh, uh, the ethernet or the ether of the universe into your mind and onto paper as to how you can achieve those goals by getting some tasks and activities that start you along that version to become the new and improve you and i think the important thing is is that it, it's now the, the going from the the rimmer in in the red dwarf to who was a failure to the ace one uh, may seem like a giant leap for for one of them <laughs> but the, th the key thing is is that if you start now and just start working towards it, taking little steps, which you've mentioned before, you can actually achieve those goals or at least enjoy the journey, which I think is the most important thing. Enjoy the journey in getting there and believing that you will achieve the things that you want to do. We're doing it now. We're actually living, we're living at the moment in the belief that we will achieve all the goals that we're currently setting ourselves. And we're actually enjoying the journey. We're having fun getting there. And it's exciting what we're discovering. And it's exciting that we know that we can do these things in one form or fashion. In fact, nothing's going to stop us. And what we're also deciding, finding out is that our enthusiasm is, is so energized 
that it's actually affecting other people. So we're infectious. Not pa- it's not not COVID nineteen. Not COVID nineteen. It's, it's a not, good that's infection. That's what you want. <laughs> no, we we want to be infectious. infectious. We want to infect you with passion yeah. and purpose and direction and motivate you to to be the new you. But in the absence of this and becoming a and disinfection then you will be in the hazmat suit you will be shut off from the world you'll be cowering away from it you nearly have to seek out in in these times you go well forget the times the times are any time and any time in the universe and anywhere and any when it shouldn't matter because the only time that matters is the now and doesn't matter what's happening on the external the only thing that matters is what's happening on the internal if you it's dream it believe it do it manifest it in the absence of that belief it, it doesn't matter what's outside it won't happen you can't use that as the excuse it's actually should be the reason why you take this extra gamble and chance now because it's given you this extra focus to purposely go well if that's going on i'll give this a shot and we'll see what happens or not not see what happens we'll see what we can make happen and i think i'm going back to the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy you can now make 42 your ultimate answer to the question of life, the universe, and everything by actually putting it into practice. And I think that's the key thing. It's just putting things into practice. Do stuff. Take actions. Make sure that you're getting the most out of this life because we all have a purpose. And I think that's one thing that uh, we've all come to understand, that you can actually mill along in life without any sort of purpose. But the key is this is a this is a lifelong journey, uh, which can be quite exciting, even with all the bad things that may seem to come along and hit you. You can you can rework your life in such a way that you create such a purpose and have amazing effects on other people, all those people around you. I mean, we, we talked earlier on about language. And one of the things that I find amazing is how we as human beings can actually communicate to one another. We, we, we have a language that allows us to share ideas. And the best bit is when you do share those ideas with other people and bounce ideas around and have fun in, in the development of those things. And the journey is always a journey that should be shared and not gone on your own because it's those memories that you build up over a lifetime that you can then recall later on especially to your grandchildren and and you know the, the the next generation that comes along because through your journey they can see what possibilities there are and it can help motivate them into what they could do later on in life and i'm seeing that with my sons i'm also watching a grandson growing up who is also amazing because he's starting to do sign language and he understands about 60 words and he's about 18 months old. And it's and the way he communicates to his mom and dad, you can see he's already there. He's basically something that's been put into this kind of flesh and bones model, body, whatever you want to call it. And he's now learning how to use it and how it functions. The intelligence is there. The, the, the brain, the, 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 the artificial intelligence, or whatever you want to talk about it, that Garvin was talking about earlier on, it's there. It's figuring this world out. It's trying to manipulate it so he can get the most out of it and, and do what it wants. It's learned the word no when, when it doesn't want to do something, when he doesn't want to do something. He'll actually quite adamantly say, no, I'm not doing that. That's not what I want. That's not in my best interest. So, no. <laughs> And I think sometimes that's that's something that's, and that's good to like, do as well. We touched on that before. That's a massive 
thing to learn, you know, any for anybody, it's to not take on other people. This, the SEP is someone else's problem. It's learn to say no. That's not mine. That's yours. You know, it's this value proposition. It's what it's my time. It's the most valuable thing we have. We say yes to that, which moves us along and 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 you know builds extra value for us or gives or delivers or delivers it to us. And we should say no to that, which takes away from it. You know, now that's 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 and actually the weird thing there is the yes and the no are the one and the zero in in, in our language. And we're saying one zero one zero one zero. I don't know whether you know Crichton again on one of those programs would have used that. It's you know, 42. And 42, back to is what you're saying with 42 is it's my life, not yours. It's my life, all of it, every bit of it, everything in it, my life. And what that's what's important. Now, how I use it and how I interact with your life and others' lives is, is, is what's up for grabs. Now, the main thing is to go out there and interact because if that one life and how you're using it is sitting in a room, and do nothing with the supercomputer and, and the power that it has for this duration, then you've just got been given the, the old the, the Ferrari and, and you've parked it up in the garage or you dug a hole and buried it and put it in it and, and, and it never becomes what it is capable of, which is absolutely anything that it puts its mind to. Too. And that's where we are. We, you, you asked a very hard question earlier on of your students. And sometimes when you say, what do you want to be? And I don't know. Nothing. I don't, it's too big. A, I haven't thought, I haven't thought about it. I haven't enough information. I don't know what the, uh, uh, the alternatives might be. And I'm uninformed and I feel disempowered. And, and I don't know what I'm allowed to be because my friends are, you know, driving vans and they're, they're working in chippers and, and maybe that's what I'm meant to be. And I don't, I won't step out of that construct and go, that is a choice. You know, it's hard to break free from given your surroundings, but you own a supercomputer, turn it on, learn how to code it, and basically use it and empower it to make real your life. We're actually coming up to the end. And I think one of the things that's, that's very important, Garvin mentioned construct. Most of us construct a world that we want, that we live in whether it's for good or for bad or whatever. But we end up being the ones that construct it based on the information that we've gathered. But we can change that construct and we can make it better. And I think the best thing to do is to work with other people and enjoy life and start to see what possibilities there are out there that we can actually achieve. This is episode 42. I hope you've enjoyed what we've been talking about. It may have been a little bit of a babble, but we'll get there in the end because we won't give up. What do you say, Gavin? <laughs> I say, I think we've pretty much covered life, the universe, and everything else. We'll see you soon. Take care. All the best. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Do what it says on the tin. Follow and share.